to down to down to yeah, miffed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. It's a real word. It's a real word. It's a real word. I don't use it. Not in your vocabulary. Down to down. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schlecht. We are part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, also featured on Dash Radio, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 5 o'clock Central Time. With me today is Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? Theropod. It's a Theropod. You know, we don't have many Thursday pods, and it feels weird. Uh, Thunder lost last night, 102-95 to to the Utah Jazz in Game 2. Series tied 1-1. Alex, uh, let's talk general impressions of the game. We can... If we're going to talk negatively, let's make sure that we let our listeners know, and then we'll talk. We'll, we'll have some positive sections too, because I think there are some good things to take from this game, uh, but there's certainly some adjustments that need to be made. But what are your general thoughts on last night's game? My general thoughts is that I I still like what they're doing defensively. What OKC is doing defensively. Yeah, I think there were a few things that went wrong last night defensively some of them that you wouldn't have predicted uh specifically ricky rubio hitting five of eight (sighs) three-pointers yeah (laughs) but you know i i almost look at that one as a positive because they still gave him everything he wanted again right he still took 16 field goals and he was six of 16 from the field it just so happens that five of those were three-pointers yep and furthermore (laughs) Four of those were wide open threes. Sure. So I went looked at the tracking data, and so he was four of seven on wide open threes, which means the closest defender was it was further than six feet away on seven of those attempts. Yeah. But that kind of makes sense. Like it's Ricky Rubio. Like that's what you're going to do. He's now shooting eleven for thirty four from the field in this series, thirty two point four percent. Like that's great to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. obviously it. It didn't work out last night for the threes. Um, another thing that I like that they're doing, they shut down Joe Ingles again. Like he right. was completely taken out of the game. He was one of six from the field, one of four from three. He only had two assists. He's been averaging, he averaged five, almost five assists per game this season. And he's had three total in the series. So again, another great thing they're doing. Right. Another one. They, I think they played Donovan Mitchell well for most of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everyone after the game was talking about how amazing Donovan Mitchell was, and it was mainly because of what he did in the clutch. But you look at the game, like, he was 10 of 25. He missed all of his three-pointers. Like, he he really looked like a rookie for a lot of that game to me. He was taking a lot of ill-advised shots. Um, but then he makes, you know, two shots in the clutch. He has that spin move on Paul George, and you kind of forget about the rest. Right. But – you know, those three things I felt really good about it. Then you look at their bench, like the jazz bench didn't do anything last night. They haven't done anything this entire series, you know, Jay Crowder, Royce O'Neal, Dante Exum. They didn't really make that much of an impact. Eurepco, by the way, is it a soft J or a hard J? I don't know. It depends on, it depends on who, you, who do you want to be in life? Alex, do you want to be a soft J man? I want to be a hard J man. Be a hard J man. He's Jurepco. 
Jerebko. Uh, he was the only one <laughs> off, off the bench who looked decent. So, like, yeah. it's not like their bench is killing us. They right. won the Gobert minutes last night. They did. Yep. And and they had a lot of good fouls on him where, like, he was about to get an easy layup or a dunk, and they fouled him, forced him to take free throws. He was 7-12 to 12 from the line. So they were plus 5 in the Gobert minutes. Like, you look at all those things, it's like the offense – or our defense is really doing a good job against them. Their offense has not been that good. Their offensive rating last night was 103.8, which during the season would be good for like the 25th best team in the league. Mm -hmm. So all those things I feel good about. Listen to this, Andrew. Here's even more things to feel good about. (laughs) Points off of turnovers. Okay, so he had 29 points off of turnovers. They had 11 steals last night. They had 15 fast break points, which is right at their season average. Now, the one negative with that is that the Jazz were being pretty smart with Westbrook. And sometimes when he would start to get a fast break, they'd immediately foul him Mm -hmm. um, to slow it down. But I like there's a ton of positives right there. So like defensively, I feel pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to me, there are a few key reasons they lost this game last night. Last night they gave up uh, 14 corner threes to the Jazz, which is just way too, way too many. The Jazz averaged nine and a half per game in the regular season. Right. That's, and they shot 50% last night on those 14 threes. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's, that's not okay. They've got to clean that up a little bit. And where I really think they lost the game was Derek Favors. 20 points, 16 boards, eight of those offensive rebounds. They lost last night on the, on the glass, you know, 56 to 46 on the rebounds. And you can't, the Thunder can't do that. Like they cannot lose it by that big of a margin. And with letting Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert get 13 offensive rebounds total, like they, they can't have that happen. A lot of that is Steven Adams and him being in foul trouble, um, it it makes it makes things really tough whenever Adams you know is called for all these ticky tack fouls and he only plays twenty two minutes and not only is he in foul trouble but he's not right like he, his arm is hurting it's his right wrist or his forearm whatever it is like he's not he's not himself and so the Thunder need him to get better as the series goes along and like heal up a little bit as the series goes along because I think that that was a part of it and I just. I don't think the officials were to blame for last night's game, but I hated the way they officiated Adams last night. I thought that they did a horrible job officiating him and they basically officiated Paul George, the exact opposite. Like Paul George could be as physical as he wanted with whoever he wanted to be with on the perimeter. And then Adams, he's going straight up that sixth foul straight up. Gobert's just going right into him. And somehow that's a foul on Adams. And like that, I, I don't get that one. I don't see that. I don't get that one at all. I don't love the way, I just don't love the way the officials, I, I think it was a bad game for the officials. Not to say that it was only bad for the Thunder. I thought that there were some calls even against Gobert that I thought that weren't very good. I just thought it was not the best officiated game that I've seen. And I, that made some kind of difference down the stretch. Uh, but the Thunder really shot themselves in the foot. You can't go over 14 from the field with Russ, Paul and Mello in the fourth quarter and win the game. Like you just don't, if you, if, if somebody told me that stat, you know, the Thunder are going to go into game two and in the fourth quarter, they're only going to have two points between those three 
and 0 of 14 from the field, like, yeah, they, they probably lose. Um, so, I mean, those are, those are the reasons why. And then, you know, they let Mitchell go off. He had 13 in the fourth quarter, 20 points overall in the second half. Uh, he played really well. He's very good, but like, you're going, you're going to have to expect that from Mitchell. It's the Rubio and favors minutes and their statistics to me that define this particular game because yeah, they did. They shut down Joe Ingles. I don't think Gobert had the greatest game of his life. You were right with the bench too. Um, and overall, the Thunder need more shooting out there. They need to have more shooting. And Alex Sabrinas had 15 minutes. He had two shots. I was looking at touches, and he had the least amount of touches um, for the Thunder. And like he has to be more involved. They have to find a way to get shooting out there because at the end of the game, we got to see on full display. And like Jeremy Grant had a great game. Jeremy Grant played really well. But I think the the thing that is going to stick out in people's minds is not the 13 points that he had. And he had some really crucial rebounds too toward the end. Is him wide open in the corner. I mean, the Jazz were just begging him to shoot. And he misses. And he had one that went in and out um, there at the end of the game. So like those are the moments that are going to stick out. Overall, he played a great game. Uh, but they need shooting out there. And Abrinas has shown that he can hold up defensively. And I just wonder if they're going to choose to go to him as the fifth guy because they chose uh, to go really big with Grant last night as their fifth guy. And I just wonder if it would have looked a little bit different if it's Abrinas in there in the corner because they're going to cover him. Like, they're just going to cover him. They're not going to let Abrinas have wide-open threes. And so, to me, they need more shooting out there because having Brewer and uh, and Grant out there is... That's, you just can't win like that, I don't think. So, um, unless you're getting hot shooting from your three three stars, and they just weren't. I'd like to thank the press for sponsoring today's show. I know last night's game wasn't great, but something that is great is the press. They have great food. They've got a great bar, and it's in a great part of town. If you live in Oklahoma City, you know that the Plaza District is one of the greatest places to be in the city. Uh, we've got some people that are coming in from out of town that work for the Utah Jazz, and they're like, the downtown area is dead because the plaza's hopping. That's the place to be. And if you're going to the plaza, the place to be is the press. Uh, there are newer restaurants down there. I've got a huge space. So if you're looking for, a lot of those restaurants aren't very big and a lot of those places aren't very big. And so if you're looking to take a big group, it's kind of more difficult to find a place, but look no further than the press. So if you're looking to have a birthday party or have a big group or you have a a bunch of friends that want to go watch the Thunder game Saturday night, uh, the press is the place to be. They've got great cocktails. Uh, Their salads are great. I know people make fun of me for the salads, but for real, like they're unbelievable. I had one the other night. I had the press cop salad and it was just delightful. So go have one of their salads. Uh, Their meatloaf is really good. Anything that involves their mac and cheese, if it says something mac and cheese, they got the buffalo mac and cheese. They have the chili mac. Uh, They have mac and cheese that comes with their meatloaf. Uh, you've got to have it. So if you're going there for the first time, my recommendation is anything with the mac and cheese. If you love mac and cheese, that's a place to be. So go check out the press today. If you're going for brunch, it's a great place for brunch. Uh, Their cocktails are amazing. They've got a great local beer selection. So please support the people that support us 
and eat at the press. Yeah, looking specifically at open three. So this means that the defender was at least four feet away. And then so open threes are four to six feet and then wide open threes are more than six feet away. Mm-hmm. Mellow was two of eight on open or wide open threes. Paul George was one of six on open or wide open threes. <laughs> like Paul had so getting, many good looks. He had yeah, so many good looks last night and they just weren't going down. Sometimes it's like, do, do we need to wait for the defender to get there, Paul, for you to shoot it well? Because like he was covered up in game one and you would think like, oh, the Jazz are going to come back and do a better job on Paul defensively. I thought they did worse. I thought they were worse last night on Paul George. <laughs> And he just couldn't hit anything. You know, and I think Paul, like the hip is bothering him. He said that he had like trouble getting his shorts on a couple of days ago because of that hip contusion. And so you have to wonder how much that plays into it. I'm sure it does some. Uh, but when it comes, like they just have to hit their open shots. Mello, like everyone is like, Mello again is like the low hanging fruit of this Thunder roster. And everyone's like, wow, oh, Carmelo Anthony, he's, he's Nick's Mello again, guys. Look at him taking those shots. Like those are good looks. Like he's got to take those shots. And you know, he missed them. And you have, I to, know. you have to live with that. I don't know why it was like Twitter just jumped all over Mello at the end of the game. It was like, well, Russell and Paul aren't doing it either. Russell was weirdly not aggressive in the fourth quarter. Like, did you, I thought that he was strangely passive. What did, what did you think of Russ? Yeah, I thought outside of the 19-0 run, Russ was, I, I didn't think he had a really good game. Yeah. Um, he just seemed off for some reason. Uh, I mean, the whole team outside of the 19-0 run never really felt like they knew what they wanted to do yeah. on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, all of his like pull-ups just didn't feel right. And maybe that's just because they were missing. But um, yeah, there was no flow to the offense outside of that very specific period in the third quarter. Yeah, which was really impressive. And it looked like the Thunder had grabbed hold of that game until Mitchell had those two layups to kind of stop it there at the end of the third quarter. And they like seize momentum. It's like it's very weird because you can even like from watching it on your TV, like you can feel the momentum shifting as he hits those two layups and the thunder are like let down a little bit. And it's weird. The thunder, when they get big leads, they have trouble just like going for the kill shot. They let down like they, they felt like, Oh, we've got this in the bag now. And then they let down and the fourth quarter comes and you get your best players in there and they let down. And it just, it was a weird, it was a very, very weird game where basically the stars of last night's game, obviously Donovan Mitchell, but Derek favors again, like to me, he was the guy, he was the difference in this game. Like Mitchell gave you basically the same thing he gave you in game one, you know, Gobert similar to game one, but Mitchell and Rubio, the difference that they made make just making their shots and favors like being dominant and aggressive uh, just the exact opposite of what he was in game one. Like that, that's a huge thing. And, and Favors hit two threes last night. He went two of four or two of three from three <laughs> last night. Like what the heck is that? Um, I know he can make those, but still like he had the game of his life, 20 points, 16 boards, two of three from three. He was, he was spectacular. And you mentioned he, you said he had uh, eight offensive rebounds. Yeah. So five of those occurred in the span of two minutes and 22 seconds (laughs) at the end of the first. And what you should note is that 
they started immediately when Westbrook went off the court for Felton. Yeah. And so I was looking at the defensive rebound percentage from last night. So with Westbrook on the court, they grabbed 81.8% of available defensive rebounds. With him off, they grabbed 42.9. Whoa. So I, you know, I initially I really wanted to just blame Mello. You know, we had talked about the <laughs> the Mello favors matchup. Yeah. And how like this could really be good for us if Mello hits his shots. Mm-hmm. And you kind of saw the opposite of that last night where like favors was just overpowering him time mm-hmm. after time to get rebounds. But I do wonder if just having Westbrook on the court would have made a difference there Um, because he does crash the boards every single play. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, It's it's a tough loss. You know, the Thunder had they won and it looked like uh, they were going to hang on in the third quarter and that they were somehow going to win that game, even though up to that point, like they played really terribly. Like this, this was not a good game for the Thunder. They were inconsistent. Um, but yeah, I, I, I still think there's a lot that the Thunder can take from that game and fix. I don't, I don't think that this was like a like a death blow to the Thunder's playoff hopes. And you know, I picked the Thunder in six. And in order for the Thunder to win in six, they have to lose games. Like they have to lose two games. <laughs> so you want this? I don't want Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. I was rooting, actively rooting for the Jazz last night. No, like people like freak out. Like, is this series over? It's like, no. Like the, <laughs> the Thunder have to lose two games. Is it ideal for them to lose at home? No, but I don't think the Thunder are f- afraid to play in Utah. They've won a lot of games in Utah over the past couple of years. And I, I think that they can go into Utah and they just need to go steal one of these games. And I think they can do that. You know, Russell has won a lot of road playoff games in his career. Um, and so they need Paul and they need Melo to step up. They need a healthy Steven Adams and they need to get more shooting on the floor. They need to play Alex Abrinas more. They need to give him more touches. They need to look for him to get shots. And I, I just have this feeling that if you have him out there instead of Jeremy Grant or instead of Corey Brewer, you just have a better spaced floor. You can have a probably a more comfortable Russ, Mello, and Paul George. And like it just eases the offense a little bit more. I know that Donovan will always err on the side of defense first. And he that's and that's the Thunder way. That's the Thunder that's why the Thunder started Tabo Cephalosha for so many years. That's why the Thunder want Andre Robertson to be their stu- starting shooting guard because they want to set the tone defensively, and I get that. But when it comes down to it, the Thunder scored 95 points last night. It's because they didn't have enough shooting on the floor, and they weren't making their shots. And to me, if Brinus is holding up well enough defensively, which he has, I feel like he's done a good job in the minutes that he's gotten, you have to get him more minutes on the floor. And that's, and maybe that's nitpicking here and there, but I just think that you know, last night, the, the touches for the Thunder, Abrinas had six total touches last night. That's the fewest by far. Uh, Patterson had 15, Felton had 27, Brewer 27, Adams 33. And then you go to the other side for the Jazz, like the guy that had the fewest touches last night was Royce O'Neal, but he had 23. The Thunder have to find ways to move the ball a little bit more. And I don't expect Abrinas to get a ton of touches, but 
if you involve him, I feel like it helps. It will help the offense. And when you're struggling to score points like the Thunder did last night, some of that was the Jazz defense. But honestly, it not enough of it was the Jazz defense. It they had, like you said, you mentioned the wide open shots. The Thunder had a ton of them. They had enough to win the game and enough to score over 100 points last night. But they just could not shoot it. And so that's that's to me where if we're not shooting it well, let's find somebody that will. Even play Terrence freaking Ferguson. That's like I don't care if you play him. <laughs> like he can shoot the ball. They need shooting. And you know I wonder if they're going to give him a try at some point. Um, but he shot the ball. He was 44 percent uh, from three since the all-star break. Like, I don't, I don't at this point, like put somebody that can shoot the ball out there with those guys. I love Jeremy Grant. He's fantastic. I even thought Corey Brewer, Corey Brewer might have had the best game of all the start, the best game of all the starters last night. Um, yeah. I thought he was thoroughly solid according to like expectations of these guys. I feel like he had one of his better games. Um, but still like you don't have to really guard him put somebody out there that you have to guard and that's been that's been the thunder's issue as long as i can remember watching this team is that they always have guys out there you don't have to worry about on the defensive end for the other team and so when you have that guy on your bench and he's played well for you he's given you good minutes and you trusted him to close the game against the rockets you know in the in one of those last games of the regular season I feel like you can also trust him to close against the Jazz. And I just wonder if if that's a look that we'll see coming, you know, in game three or four. I I am worried. I do feel like this series might hinge on Melo hitting his open threes because yeah. he, he gets them whenever he wants, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, I tweeted last night that the best and worst thing about Melo is that he's always open <laughs> from three. So, like, every time he gets the ball, it's like, well, Melo's going to shoot this. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't he shoot this? Um, but just off the top of my head, like if you factor in Grant's two open threes, so that's just between Mello, Paul George, and Grant. They had 16 open or wide open threes, and they went three of 16. Like they're getting the shots. Yeah. And, and at least two of those guys should be making them at a decent clip. So I don't know. What, what did you think about closing with the big lineup? Uh, you know, initially I, I liked it. I liked, I liked the fact that they, that they went for it that way because the Jazz were playing super big. But in hindsight, they needed the floor just was – they just sh- sh- completely shrunk the floor. And the Jazz yeah. just packed the paint and they took away the shots that the Thunder wanted. And – they still gave the Thunder decent shots. Those two mellow shots, as much as people want to crap on those, like they were good looks for him. And he's missed a lot this season. And maybe we're just we're just at the point where Mello is like the easy scapegoat. But to me, like you can look at Paul again. Like if you like you can blame Paul just as much as you can blame Mello. Um so I I didn't like it. Uh, you know, in hindsight, I feel like they should have had a Brinus out there. Just because you you just need some spacing. Because you go back and look at that last Grant three that he missed. Just nobody. I mean, it was like he wasn't even there. You know, there was no defender that rushed to him. 
they were just going to make Jeremy Grant beat them and they were going to try to cut off everything else. And, you know, the Thunder typically have thrived playing against bigger teams, uh, but it's not this kind of team anymore. And they showed in that 19-0 run that they, like, were really feisty and the, the Jazz were still playing big and the Thunder were just going after it and they were ripping down those those defensive rebounds and that's the kind of energy that they need um, to have going forward is that they need to play with that type of energy and they just can't sustain it. Uh, I think injuries played a part of last night, especially with Steven Adams. Uh, A lot of these things can be corrected by Steven Adams playing 30 minutes instead of 22, in my opinion. Um, So if he can stay out of foul trouble and if he can heal up a little bit before game three, I think that that's a difference maker for OKC because it was just physicality to me that, you know, the Thunder were way more physical than the Jazz in game one. And I felt like they evened the score last night with how physical uh, of a game that you got from guys like Mitchell and Favors and Gobert was really physical as well. So, you know, the Thunder have got to punch back and, uh, you know, I overall, I the Thunder were awful in the fourth quarter. If you you know just look at just the basic score, you know they lost <laughs> the four the fourth quarter twenty eight to sixteen. Like you just, can I tell you the just uh, can't do that the clutch minute stats? Oh boy! It's, so this in, is not in the clutch <laughs> in the clutch last night, OKC's offensive rating was sixty seven point six. That sounds right. And their defensive rating was one thirty three point one. Ooh! <laughs> yeah, you know that that big lineup. I thought it was something new, but then when I went and looked at the lineup data, that was actually the seventh most played five-man lineup this season. Hmm. Uh, they played 123 minutes, were a plus 0.9 net rating. And so there were eight five-man lineups that played at least 100 minutes this season. That one, the big one, had the highest assist percentage, which sounds wrong. They were the second face fastest in pace, which sounds wrong. Mm. They were the second highest in true shooting percentage, and they were the second highest in rebound percentage. Uh, both, all three of those second ones were behind the Andre Robertson starting lineup. Huh. So I don't know. It, looking at the data, it was like, oh, I wonder if this was something that Donovan has been planning to pull out this whole time. Um, and it made sense considering how they were getting out rebounded yeah. during most of the game. Mm-hmm. But it just didn't seem to work. I'd kind of like to see it in spots again. Like I don't want to give up on it because mm-hmm. um, it does seem to give them just so, so much size um, to get those rebounds, which they need when they're, especially when they're not making anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just didn't work last night. What did you think of Mitchell or of Paul George on Mitchell? Do you, do you think that's something they need to use going forward or <clears throat> cause I, I don't have, I need to see if I can find this, but uh, the Jazz shot six of seventeen against Corey Brewer last night, and I have a feeling that a lot of those were against uh, Donovan Mitchell to start the game. I feel like he's done a good enough job. Yeah, yeah, I, I really don't think Mitchell was a huge issue. I mean, obviously he's going to get his points. Um, I think he took it to another level in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was against Paul George. And I don't know. I guess you just shrug at that because, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, who who else would you want against him if, if Corey Brewer is not going to be out there on the floor? Um, but like I said, like for most of the game, I didn't think Donovan Mitchell was like 
overwhelming. I didn't think he was dominating us in any way. I thought he was taking a lot of bad shots. Yeah. Um, I thought he had a lot of wild drives. Um, he had that one missed dunk, which that was actually a really good play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm just not too worried about Mitchell because I know what he's going to bring to this series. I know he's going to be their high scorer. Um, it's all these other guys. It's 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 Rubio, it's um, Gobert, and it's Favors. Those are the guys I'm much more worried about. I feel like we have a good game plan against Mitchell, and we have to kind of live with him scoring you know over 20 points per game in this series. I totally agree with that. I. I I don't think that Mitchell is going to be the problem. The problem is if Ricky Rubio and Favors are, you know, winning their matchups. And Rubio played better than Russ did last night. And obviously Favors played better than Melo did. And if the Thunder lose those two matchups, in which they shouldn't lose that Rubio-Russ matchup, like they just shouldn't, period. Like Russ is a more physically dominating player he should be better than that. He should be more aggressive. He was not aggressive in the fourth. Uh, and and so that's where I, I just don't know if I see that game happening again where Rubio even has a better stat line than Russell does. Like that's like that should that should not be a thing. And so I just wonder, you know, I'll be very, very interested to see how Russell comes out in this next game because he was not relentless in attacking the basket last night. He shot four shots in the fourth quarter total, and he was really, really deferring to Paul last night, which was, I thought, very interesting. Um, yeah, I was looking at, like, thinking about things going forward, and I'd written down that we need more from Westbrook. I was looking at uh, usage percentage last night. Both Rubio and Mitchell had a higher usage percentage than Westbrook, mm-hmm. which, which kind of surprised me. Like, it just wasn't, it wasn't a big Westbrook game. Like, he wasn't, uh, imposing his will like he usually does. And I don't know how much of that, you know, I really do think fouling Westbrook on those drives kind of slows him down mentally. Like it, it gets him out of that really aggressive mindset. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they can do as far as that, other than just telling, like, we just need, we need Westbrook. We need crazy Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was taking a lot of bad shots. I know that, but that's, I don't know. Some, something was <laughs> off with him. Yeah. He, he had, he had a very strange game last night. Russell did. Uh, I, I expect him to come out more aggressive on Saturday night in Utah. I expect Paul to, to be better and to hit his open shots. You know, mellow. I don't know that you're going to get a whole lot more, but I don't think that you need more from him. I think that you need less from him and less minutes. He looked gassed at the end of the game. And what kills me is that the Thunder have adequate replacements for him on the bench in Grant and Patterson. And they don't, they don't really, they could use like a, another big off the bench. I feel like like a actual center off the bench, which they don't have. Uh, that's where it would be nice to have one of those guys to play against favors out there. Um, but they've got replacements for Mello, and they can shave some minutes off of Mello a little bit. He's played 38 minutes last night. That's that's too many. Like he needs to play 33 minutes. You know, I'm not saying that Mello needs to play 15 minutes a night. That's not the case. Like he's still really important to what this Thunder team does. But if like you give Patterson a little bit more run or another look, and even though I don't think that he played a good game last night, um, 
he's playing such a small role though that I don't know how much it matters, but you at least know that Patterson's going to give you effort on the defensive end. He's going to move the ball and he's going to shoot when he's open. And that's kind of, they need more of that. I feel like in, in this series in particular. And so I, I would love to see less minutes for Mello just for his own sake. Cause I think if he knew like, Hey Mello, you're getting 30 minutes tonight and we need a hundred percent of you for all 30 of those minutes. He could give that to you. I think those extra eight minutes, um, hurt him in particular. So, uh, well, talking about Mello looking gas, like it's not a coincidence that all of those favors offensive rebounds came at the end of the first quarter and Mello played the entire first quarter. Exactly. <laughs> and he had that two minute stretch where you were, like you said that he had five offensive rebounds. Like, yeah, like Mello can't compete like that <clears throat> for 12 full minutes. Um, I don't have a lot of beef with what Billy's done so far this series. I feel like he's coached a pretty good, pretty good series so far. Uh, but that's one of them. Like you can't, you can't rely on Mello that much. Uh, I feel like you can give Paul the minutes you gave him. That's fine. Russell, the same thing. But you, I don't think that you can play Russ and Mello the same amount of minutes in a game. Um, so that's that's it. any other like adjustments that you feel like. Um, they could make lineup wise. Uh, I mean, I don't know enough about basketball to know how you stop corner three opportunities. Like, what do they have to do to limit like 14 corner three attempts is really bad, especially Mm -hmm. for a team like the jazz who that's like where they excel. If you look at their shot chart from last night, they were two of 15 above the break threes one of nine in, for long twos, three of 11 in the paint, and then 22 of 35 right at the hoop, which is just average. And then they're three of six from the left corner and four of eight from the right corner. Those are the only parts of the shot chart that were green last night. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you have to do there, but obviously that has to be a point of emphasis going forward. Yeah, I think it's probably just an intentionality of doing what you can to stop that and stick to your guy better than what they did because the Thunder love to play off of guys and they you know they generated a ton of fast break points and it's because they are playing the passing lanes and they're trying to blow up whatever pick and roll you're trying to run or blow up other things but it's a give and take with that style of play and so I think that they might have to dial it back a little bit um, but I think that it might be beneficial but overall I, you know, the Thunder are going to give up corner threes. I think they're like 29th or 30th in the league in giving up corner threes. Like they give up a ton. And so that's, that's kind of what the Thunder have been. I think last night is more indicative of what the Thunder have been defensively than what game one was. And so I think that we'll get, we'll get, it'll be somewhere in between. I don't think they're going to give up 14, but they're still going to give them up. Uh, but the Thunder also, if you look at that 19-0 run, what were they doing? They were playing fast, and they were getting out on the break, and they were putting the pressure on the Jazz, uh, and that's when this Thunder team is going to thrive. And so I think it's tough to play the kind of defensive style where you're covering everybody and you're staying home and you're not you know, cheating a little bit to, to try to steal the ball um, and, and play fast. Like I, I think it's tough to create that balance for this team. Um, 
but they've then, got they've got to fix some they've got to fix some things offensively and I know they had a lot of open shots like they have to make those and I feel like they still have some some you know they have a different hand to play offensively than what they did last night. And I think like you said with the intentionality of no matter who it is limiting those corner threes because last night I was just looking this up Ricky Rubio was 4 of 4 from the corners. He was 1 of 4 above the break. So, and I feel like giving him those shots all game is fine, the above the break threes. Mm-hmm. But Rubio's good enough now where he can consistently make corner threes. Yeah. So, yeah. in terms of limiting the corner threes, no matter who it is, even if it's Ricky Rubio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Alex, do you have anything else from this game? Um, uh, just have preview, a little previewing game three. I have, I have a little stat for you. Okay. So uh, no one on the Thunder scored 20 points last night, hmm. which does not happen that much. Do you want to guess how many times that happened this season? Hmm. Four times? Happened once. Wow. And it was against Golden State on February 24th when the Thunder only scored 80 points. Wow. That's uh, crazy. I really thought it wouldn't happen, didn't happen at all this season. Um, and I was going through by Westbrook's box scores because I was like just looking at every game where he didn't score 20. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it only happened one time. That's not great. No, that's not great. That's, that's, that's kind of the story of the night that this was just a weird game for the Thunder overall. Like if, if one of those dudes just hits one shot, we have a guy that scores 20 and I know it's, it's a very arbitrary number that 20 points, but, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I just think that it was just a weird, bad game for the thunder. And I don't expect another one of those games to happen for all three of those guys. You know, you figure you have three guys that can score and get a bucket when they need it. If Melo hits one of those threes or two of those threes that he missed, like we're looking at a really good game from Melo. And that's that's kind of the point where he is at his career. He's make or miss. And so I don't know. I, I feel like some of the some of that stuff is correctable. Melo didn't seem very concerned after the game last night. And overall like overall I don't expect those guys to act concerned, even if they are. You know, they're not gonna be like, well, really concerned you know i don't i don't think i can compete with Derek favors out there like you're not going to hear carmelo anthony say that so that's i don't know oh i found the i found the donovan mitchell Corey brewer number so donovan mitchell was five of 13 when brewer was defending him last night we'll Um, take it which is yeah we'll definitely take it and he was three of eight whenever paul george defended him so a little he was paul george 37 percent Mitchell or against uh, Brewer, thirty eight percent for Donovan Mitchell. So, you know he he definitely he took the most field goals and he did not shoot a great percentage, but he just hit shots when it mattered most. Um, here's another one: uh, when Ricky Rubio defended Russell Westbrook last night, Russell Westbrook was five of fourteen for thirty five percent. Rubio is a good defender. Um, yeah, he's a very underrated defender. But Russell has to find ways to exploit their defense because I thought it was good last night, but I don't think it was as good as the Thunder made it look, if that makes sense. I just thought the Thunder were just that bad 
Um, well, yeah, all, all you need to know is the three of 16 from those wide open threes, just from those three guys. Like they're mm-hmm. generating those shots. Yep. And I guess you could say, well, the Jazz are giving it to them, but maybe they, maybe they want Melo. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Paul George, when Joe Ingles guarded him last night, was one of six. Yeah. Yeah, they, they have definitely gotten an A plus on that part of the game plan. Mm-hmm. Taking Joe Ingles out, they've done an amazing job. Yeah, they really have. Because it's not like the Jazz offense is really clicking either. Right. No, it's not. Uh, here's whenever. Uh, so Adams and Grant were able to score on Gobert last night. And Grant in particular, like he's not afraid. Like I think some dudes like see Rudy there and they hesitate. There was a drive there where Grant just drove right past him. And you know, Grant for the most part, like he has learned to dribble better, but I think the biggest thing is that they're playing him at center and he just has a step on every center, including Rudy Gobert. He was two of four when Gobert was defending him last night. Adams was three of four when Gobert was defending him last night. I just feel like they need to continue to go at him. Um, and not be afraid to go at him. You know, Mello didn't shoot one shot against Gobert. Russell, zero shots against Gobert last night. And that stat with Russell shows me how aggressive he was last night, that he didn't go at him one time. There was not one field goal attempt against him. Um, so I, I think that's that's pretty interesting. Hmm. Uh, uh, when's the next game? Saturday night in Utah, I think tip locally is 8 30 uh it's not on nba tv which is great <laughs> i why the heck are you putting a thunder game on nba tv is that what last night's was on yes oh i couldn't tell i was switching between uh feeds yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, and it's because lebron played and then the rockets played and i i i guess i get it but you know nba NBA TV is the worst. I'll say that because of the <laughs> accessibility to it. Like they, you oh, have, right, yeah. like you have to buy the package and you have to have the cable package in order to get it. And you can't get, if you have league pass, you can't get NBA TV game. Like what the heck is that? Like that makes to me, that makes no sense. And if they would make it more accessible, I think that people would like it more. But anytime I see NBA TV <laughs> as an option, I'm just like, that's so stupid. That's just not, that's not okay. But you did get it, right? You did buy NBA TV. I don't have, no. I watched it. Oh, you don't have it? No, I have it on Fox Sports OK, man. Oh, okay. So they still do, they still do Fox. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Although I have the volume all the way down when I watch it on Fox Sports OK. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done with their, with their commentary. Um, So yeah, the Thunderfall to the Jazz, 102.95. Uh, not a great look for the Thunder, but you just, to me, I don't think the game plan was bad. I don't think that the coaching was bad. I thought a few of the rotations I didn't like, but I understand them. So I don't, I don't think that there's major adjustments to be made. And, you know, if Scott Brooks were coaching this team, he would just say, we just need to be better. We need to play better. And I think that that to me is, is a lot of what this Thunder team needs to do. I don't think that there's a ton of big adjustments that need to be made or series shifting moves that are going to be made. It's going to be uh, Russell Westbrook and Paul George have to shoot the ball better, period. 
and that's it. If they if they can't, um, then they can't win the series. But if they they can hit these shots, they're being given good shots. They're getting the shots that they want. Uh, Russell has to not be afraid to attack Gobert. He's got to have a. He's got to try to get him into foul trouble, and that's that's one thing the Thunder did in Game One that I thought really helped, and you know it didn't happen in this game. Uh, so I just feel like they just can be better. They were not good in that game, and I just think that they need to be better, and I think that ultimately they will be better in this game. All right. Well, I'll see you next week, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't be too down, Thunder fans. The Thunder have more games. The series isn't over. That game They got to win one, though. That game sucked. Yeah, they got to win one of these. It doesn't have to be game three, but I'm sure that we would all feel a whole lot better if it was. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if we go into game four, down one, two. Oh. It's not over. It's not over. The Thunder haven't been, uh, haven't led a series to nothing since 2013. Oh, okay. So this is what they do. Yes. This is a very Thunder thing. The Thunder lost to the Mavs in game two in round one in 2016. I remember that. Now this Jazz team is a lot better than that Mavs team. The uh, Raymond Felton led Mavs team. But um, still, like the Thunder, Thunder are really good at wet in the bed in game two. So <laughs> game three, I expect a better effort from the Thunder and I you know they they're doing everything well enough to win their defense played well enough to win uh their their offense is what needs to come and i don't think the jazz took them out of everything they wanted i just think that they just missed so hopefully they can make shots in game three we'll talk to you guys then go eat at the press if you're looking for some place where where are we going to watch the game hey friends where can we go to watch the game why don't you go to the press get, get yourself a table watch the game Grab a beer and hang out at the press uh, and support the people that support us. Uh, follow Alex on Twitter at OwlBabyCakes. He's a great Thunder follow if you don't already. You guys really showed up. And the five-star iTunes reviews were up to like 405 now. I asked for, I think that we were like 12 below 400 after Monday's show. And you guys were great. Continue to do that. It's just a free way that you can support us. Uh, it's easy. If you have an iPhone, it's really easy. All you have to do is get into the podcast app, that little purple app that some of you may or may not use to listen to this. Just search for us, click five stars. That's super helpful for us. We appreciate you guys listening. Tell your friends about our show and we'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. (laughs) 